Hello. So welcome to podcast number eight and of the space in between. And today we are going to talk about the tool of intention and in the roles we play. Um, but before we get there, a couple of things happening in Nomadland. I will be offering again my Movement 109, my new movement class that happening over at Bar, Body, and Soul in New Windsor, if you're here in the Hudson Valley. I'll be leading that those classes on Thursdays at 5.30 through December 20th. So we have three more weeks of this series of my new movement class, Movement 109. It's a really special space. If you haven't been there already, they just opened up about a month ago. And, um, and I think the class is pretty special too. And, and everybody who's been there, I'm so excited every week of the beautiful souls that show up every week. And um, it seems like there's something there for all of us. Uh, yeah. And another event that's happening this month over in the Hudson Valley is our 300-hour uh, trainees they're about to graduate, so they'll soon be nomad teachers, and their debut uh, will be on December 21st at our winter solstice event at Cosm, which is the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors, Alex's Gray, Alex Gray's Chapel of Sacred Mirrors. It's a really awesome space. Uh, we did this winter solstice event last year for our graduates and we're doing it again this year. And it'll be our, they'll be leading a yoga mala. So 108 sun salutations and uh, space is definitely limited. So book your space. Now you can go over to nomadalwaysathome.com for both of these classes, um, or you can go directly to Cosm's website and uh, buy tickets there. And then in the new year, I am leading two teacher trainings, uh, two 200 hours. So the first one being at Riverstone Yoga. It's a month-long intensive. It starts January 18th, goes through February 15th. And so it's super quick, <laughs> but if you have a day job, you don't have to take off too much of your work because uh, Patricia, the owner of Riverstone, uh, makes this accessible to everyone. So a lot of the hours are done on the weekends and on weeknights. And then we have just a four-day week, um, of that Martin Luther King week, that we go straight through um, those work days. So um, definitely check it out over at riverstoneyoga.com. I'm leading the program and teaching alongside some really wonderful special guest teachers. So that's happening. And oh, there's an information session happening this Saturday at Riverstone. So I'll be teaching my 9 a.m. class and then you can stay for the information center. I'll be there and Patricia will be there and we'll tell you a bit more about this awesome program. And another teacher training I'll be leading, again, that I'm honored to be leading is our 200-hour, Nomads 200-hour at West Point. And this is open to the cadets there at West Point, but last year we opened it up to a couple of veterans who, uh, Amy and Jessica, you've already met Jessica in the last week's podcast and um, our first couple of podcasts. Um, but so her and Amy and I are going to be leading again this teacher training for cadets and anybody who is connected to the military. So you can be a veteran, you can be um, active duty, a military spouse, or just really interested in offering these tools to military. So our 200 hour begins January 
12th and it goes through April 7th. And it's a really special program. We follow the Yoga Alliance guidelines, but we also integrate uh, some of the language and the culture of the military so that we really curate this program specific to uh, active duty. And this kind of leads into our nonprofit that Jessica and her father talked about last week, uh, our nonprofit tribe, which is we teach resilience, increase balance, and endurance. by bringing the tools of yoga to uh, the military, active duty specifically. So if you're interested in that, again, go over to our nomad alwaysathome.com website and you'll have all the information that you need. And if you don't, you can find me there and shoot me an email. Um, Oh, and yes, and for that teacher training, we are awarding partial scholarships now to um, active duty or veterans. So if you are in need, you're really interested in our teacher training program at West Point, and you're in a bit of financial bind, um, you know, put that in your application and we will um, get in touch with you. Okay. So (laughs) where are we? So yes, intention. This is definitely a buzzword in the yoga community, especially, right? But it's definitely a a buzzword for a reason. Um, And we'll talk a little bit about that today. And it was definitely in the forefront of my mind this past weekend. I was leading the 300 hour this weekend and discussing the business of teaching and ethics with my trainees and I was in both in both uh, subjects. I continued to come back to ask, you know, is it in, in line with your intention, right? So in the business, uh, we we were looking at how we make the choices that we make as a business owner, right? Whether you want to open up a studio or your own kind of yoga related business, um, but just being a solo yoga teacher, you, you're basically um, your, your solo business owner, right? So every choice that you make to come back to your original intention of being a yoga teacher and making sure that the choices that you make are aligned with that, with that intention. And then when we went over to ethics, again, we discussed a lot about what has sort of gone wrong in the yoga world, in the community. And uh, we discussed, you know, what that looks like. And again, I came back to this question of, is it in line with your intention? Um, because ultimately, there's, there's not really a right or wrong. I mean, there's definitely a wrong in, in safety, right? If you're holding a space that is unsafe for your students, whether it's um, emotionally, energetically, or physically, um, yes, there are issues around that. But um, but for the most part, if you have set out into your with best intentions and you stay in line with those intentions, uh, you uh, it, then you are not necessarily wrong, if that makes sense. Um, I can explain it in a way that uh, we were looking at social media, right? So as a yoga teacher, and you know you have to sort of promote yourself in your business, and and looking at what your intention is as a teacher. So if you look at somebody's Instagram who is a yoga teacher who is doing a beautiful yoga pose in their bikini or in their underwear on the beach somewhere, beautiful, right? They're going to have a very different intention as opposed to another teacher who has a beautiful picture of a flower and maybe a 
you know, some deep reflection or a poem, right? Those are two very, hopefully very different intentions, right? And if they have the same intention, then perhaps one of them is not quite aligned with that intention, right? Um, so, and there again, neither is right or wrong, right? That person doing the beautiful yoga pose uh, on the beach somewhere, right? Their intention might be to show their beautiful body. Maybe there was a journey there that they are celebrating the, their body. Uh, or maybe it's the pose itself, right? They've been really focusing on trying to build the strength and build the flexibility to, to get to that place of that pose and they're celebrating that, right? Or maybe it's just that they are um, looking for a lot of likes and looking for a lot of followers, right? And then the other person with the flower and the, the deep reflection, maybe their intention is not so much the physical practice. Maybe it's more of the meditative state. Maybe it's more of the self-inquiry, right? So looking at what your intention is and, and taking a step from that. And so this can, this can be applied to anybody, right? Not necessarily just a yoga teacher. And so I shared in the, this discussion of, um, of a Rumi, uh, Rumi's uh, three gates of speech. And he says, uh, it, at the first gate, is it true? At the second gate, is it necessary? And at the third gate, ask, is it kind, right? So asking yourself again, is it true? Is it necessary? Or is it kind before you act or speak? And I like to extend that with another question, is it aligned with my intention, right? So it can be true, it can be necessary perhaps, right? If it's in line with your intention, um, is it kind? Um, and, and so that, that's just a question, again, again, I'll ask you and I'll give you a little exercise at the end of this in a moment. The other reason why intention was at the forefront of my mind was uh, as I'm speaking here today, as I'm recording this, it's December 3rd, and it's the anniversary of my grandfather's passing, um, my grandpa Bob, and he passed away 24 years ago today. And he had a huge impact on my life, even though he was in my life only for about 17 years, um, he made a huge impact on my life. And it was mostly because he paved the way for me in a lot of ways. He paved the way um, as a musician. He paved the way um, for me to be a dancer, to be an artist in my family, right? They, um, and he paved the way of this, this basically really being aligned with your intention. I mean, he put his, his art first in a lot of ways. Um, I think some, in some ways, you know, my family might have suffered a little bit, you know, in the, his early, when, in their early years, but he was always so focused on his intention. He took every step in line with his intention, so much so that when he passed away, which was rather suddenly, even though he had cancer, he was, I think he was diagnosed in May or June that year and then got very sick very fast and passed away by November. But he had such a clear intention and was always making choices that laid the groundwork down so that when he got sick, he was his band could continue on. Right? So much so that now they are still thriving at year 37, right? They've continued 24 years after his passing and um, and still move on. So 
he moved with such clear intention. And something that he, I remember a conversation I had with him when I was applying for colleges. You know, I was looking to apply for colleges for primarily for dance, you know, for a dance major. And unfortunately, he didn't get to see me move on to that stage in my life or beyond that um, because he passed. But I remember when I was at his place and, at, and talking to him about what college I should apply to or choose which college I should go to. And he just simply asked me, do you want to be a big fish in a little pond or a little fish in a big pond? <laughs> and that question st- stayed with me for a very long time. And I actually still reflect upon that every once in a while. And I remember, you know, us kind of discussing the benefits of both and the drawbacks of both and, you know, being this big fish in a little tiny school that, you know, might only get me so far, but I would be a superstar in that smaller community. Um, or to be going to a bigger, more kind of renowned school for for my art of dance, um, but sort of maybe being lost in it, right? Being kind of anonymous, um, but being with the greats, being with the great teachers. And that's actually somewhat what I chose was to go to a bigger school with a bigger program. Um, But that stuck with me in that I had to be very clear with my intention. It wasn't just, oh, I want to be a dancer, but it was, okay, what is the next step in towards the intention of being a dancer? What kind of dancer do I want to be? Um, How far do I want to go? How big do I want to be? Um, So he really asked me these questions and, 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 and planted that seed within me to continue to stay aligned with with my intention, right? And it can change, definitely has changed for me over the years, but it was always a question I came back to. What do I want? What do I want? Um, And I find that, you know, as we lead into this next exercise uh, for today, what I found that over time when I was asking this question, what do I want, what do I want, I kind of felt lost at times because I felt split in all of the roles I was playing, right? As I moved in, you know, into adulthood, that intention was to dance, but then, you know, I got married and, you know, I played other roles being living in the city. You know, I had a lot of different friends and different communities I was aligned with and I sort of got lost in what my intentions were. And, and it became unclear. And so what I've been doing, especially the past handful of years of just asking myself, what do I want in all of those roles, right? What is my intention in all of these roles? And so an exercise I did this morning, and it got me to be really clear, um, was I sat down and I wrote what my intention was for each role I play. So what is my intention as a business owner of Nomad? What is my intention as a friend? What is my intention as a partner? Um, what is my intention as myself, right? To take care of myself, this, this being called Phoebe. And as I sat down and I re- meditated and reflected upon it, I realized that my intention was pretty much the same for, for all of them, right? The core of it was the same, was that I want to hold space that is safe for myself and for the other, whether it be my, my career, right? Um, my, 
my, my partner, my, my friend, my mom, whoever, right? I want to hold this space where we all feel safe in speaking our authentic voices and, and being true, right? Being true to ourselves. That was the core of it. Um, and when I sat there and I was, I was looking at that, it made me feel um, a little bit softer with it, right? I felt like some of the expectations I had around each relationship um, was there was the, some things that were not necessary anymore, right? To go back to Rumi, is it necessary? Some of them were not necessary because those expectations weren't really aligned with that intention, And yes, they would be really awesome if I was able to do those things or receive those things, but um, it kind of loosened the grip on on feeling like I should do this or I should have this because really when it comes down to it, I'm still in line with my intention. Yeah, so I invite you to do that for yourself today. You know, sit with yourself for a little bit of time and space and ask yourself, what is my intention with maybe it is the role you play in your career? Um, What is my intention with my significant other, if you have one? What is my intention with my friends? Um, What is my intention as a daughter or son or mother or father or, or all? Um, and what is my intention to, for myself, right? To take care of myself. And I'm interested to hear if yours are similar in that you um, see the intention across the board, a similar intention across the board. And again, if that's true, yeah, it's a little bit of an experiment too. So I'd like to hear from you. But if it's true, then... Um, then maybe we don't have to feel so split. You know, maybe if we really have this common intention across the roles we play, that we can start sort of let go of the other expectations that are around it. Um, because we can't do everything all the time, right? But if we are working from our core intention, um, and asking the question, why, right? Why am I doing this? Is this aligned? Um, then maybe the other stuff isn't quite necessary. Maybe it's just noise. <laughs> Lots of noise out there. Yeah. Um, I continuously hear that question too. Why? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And again, if it comes back to, well, I, I'm doing this because it's in line with what I'm setting out to do. If it's, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? I'm exhausted. This is unnecessary. Hmm. Then maybe I don't need to do it anymore. <laughs> or maybe I need to pare it down or pass it off to somebody else who's ready to do it and, and has that why, right? Um, yeah. So I invite you to, to try this practice, you know, ask yourself what your intention is and, and reevaluate it, right? Because as I said, things change in our lives. We change every day. And that's the tool for today. We have, again, our gratitude, our 40 days of gratitude happening. Um, I think I told you about it two weeks ago, but it's going for 40 days of gratitude. Um, Collectively, we're doing it over at the Facebook group page, Grateful Nomads. So you can go over there and join in on the fun of gratitude. Just encourage each other, inspire each other. You know, this can be a somewhat hard time. Um, this this time of year it can be hard, you know, especially if you lost a loved one. Um, 
or it's just, you know, you're financially strapped and can't get all of the gifts that you want to give or whatever the story is. There's so many of them. Um, just to kind of help yourself and help others during this season, we can practice gratitude. So um, two tools for you today, one reminder and one new tool. Uh, yeah. So let me know how it all goes. I'm interested to hear how it's going for you. Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.